man, that one, that is a shock to me a little bit. It both is shocking and makes sense. Yeah. Welcome to After Listen, the music discovery and discussion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Lee. And I'm Terry O. What's up, Terry O? What's going on? It's a good week, man. This week, we're discussing our favorite songs by actors. To make it more interesting, we've restricted our selections to only include artists that we felt were more well-known for their acting rather than their music. I think that should spice it up a little bit. This week, I think we have a solid mix of artists, some you'll surely recognize, while others I hope surprise you. And we do love listening to music, but to avoid any issues, here are just a few quick disclaimers. Hopefully you guys are kind of used to these by now. Number one, we respect everyone's opinion, regardless of how wrong or awful it may be. Two, this episode will feature explicit language, so you have been warned. Some of the songs we listen to have explicit language. It's a conversational podcast, sometimes things will slip out. Number three, we're just talking about the music, not the artist's real life issues. None of that will be discussed or brought in. And number four, due to copyright issues, we will not be playing any of the songs discussed throughout the podcast in the episode. In the future, with enough support, we can look at this again. But in the meantime, check out the playlist on the website. Yep, it's very easy. You can always go to afterlistenpod.com and find links to the playlist that you can listen to the songs and then come back to listen to it after you listen. All right. Well, with that out of the way... Let's uh, go ahead and dive right in, I guess. You want to you start this week? Sure. Why not? Because I'm very curious about this one. So um, you introduced me to the song called Make Me Want to Die by um, Pretty Reckless. I have no idea who this person is, but I love the song. The song is fire. Oh, like man. The the, this, band, so this band is pretty great. Pretty good, like, alt-rock, indie-type band music. Okay, so you know the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch, right? Yeah, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, know, I know it came out in like, I don't know, 2005 or so, somewhere around then. So, the little girl that plays Cindy Lou, or, or Cindy or Lindy Luhu, I think it's Cindy, mm-hmm. the little girl that like is on The Grinch's side throughout, is like kind of his champion or whatever, ends up making his heart grow three sizes in one day. Mm-hmm. She's the lead singer of this band. Oh, Wow. Yep. We'll have never guessed that yep. <laughs> in a million years. That's amazing. It was sometime, I think, like either senior year of high school or like freshman year of college, you know, around 10 years or so ago, I, can't, I stumbled across this because that's whenever their like first EP or, or album, which I think this song, if I'm not mistaken, came off of, because this is actually one of the songs I remembered after I found that. I was like, I got to go check this out. And this was one of the songs at the time. I was like, oh, man, like this is like you said, like, I really like this group. You know, they got a good sound. I love mm-hmm. her like kind of husky like whenever a, a, a female singer has a like husky kind of rock yeah. singing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love that. I, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but so, yeah, um, definitely a, a big surprise. I think most people would not affiliate the cute little girl from the Grinch movie as a like rock singer. I think most people that are probably, well, maybe not most, but I'm sure a lot of people that are fans of the pretty reckless may not even be aware of the connection. Um, yeah, this song was still, according to YouTube, still one of their like top songs 10 years on. So I decided to go with this one as it's one that I remembered whenever I first discovered this almost a decade ago. Yeah. Make yeah. Die. Yeah. I definitely like, like that song. It definitely gives me, and I hate, well, not to compare, but I'm just kind of just spitballing here. So 
Um, they're totally different bands, but listening to this song, she definitely gives me um, what's the chick from In This Moment? Um, that rock band. If you ever listen to them, like she kind of gives me that kind of vibe, which I like metal when it's like like rock when it's like grimy like that. I like that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like again, just I'm not quite sure how to put it beyond how I already did, but just that, that like kind of throaty. I don't know if husky is like really the right right word for the quality of, of her voice that she has. No, no I, I, I think that's a good word. I like it. Husky. But man, just something about that is like just draws me in whenever I hear that. It's like it just mm-hmm. makes me want to listen to more of it. Um, they have the band Pretty Reckless has several albums that mm-hmm. continually continuously has you know pumped out music over the years. Um, I don't believe she's done any like major acting roles since the Grinch might've been in like one or two of the small things that never made it near as big as the Grinch did. But I think most people definitely like know of her from that and would not really know that again, that she's part of a a band. That's awesome. They're they're like, it's not just like, because I do feel a lot of these artists we're going to be talking about, or at least several of them on this list today will be kind of the the songs we're going to be talking about were more like one-offs or, you know, an actor that was kind of dipping their toes and testing out the music. No, she full on career shifted. She's not an actor who's like at this point in time, she's not an actor that's doing music. She's a musician that previously acted, which I thought was really cool. Um, And again, just the whole, I don't, I I was blown away whenever I first saw this. Cause like, if you look up pictures of her, she's got like, you know, like the fishnet, tights on and like just the like kind of like you said like kind of grimy rock look about her and it totally is just such a juxtaposition compared to the cute little cindy lou who from the grinch yeah yeah she definitely escaped that whole cute and cuddly vibe oh yeah which a lot of people <laughs> kind of struggle with that as if you're like a child actor i've noticed like they kind of get yeah. pigeonholed into whatever their child acting roles were and people just kind of fixate on oh well, they just seem to be like this but no she did a good job branching off and as far as i can tell has been pretty wildly successful well maybe not wildly but fairly successful okay well speaking of child actors i'm going to pivot to one of my picks that i had you listen to and i wanted to get your thoughts on that one going out of order a little bit um so standards by kiki palmer okay this is one of the ones i know the name kiki palmer but uh-huh. you and me were talking about the air we decided not to like google any of the any of the names or groups or whatever so that this would kind of be a surprise and we could discuss this more on air or whatever but mm-hmm. I, like i know i've probably seen her in something some things mm-hmm. but i couldn't like place where so like this one was kind of a surprise the song itself mm-hmm. um what was the name of the song standards standards yeah this was actually one of my not like top top favorite but it was definitely like closer to the top than some of the other ones i would say mm-hmm. um definitely did not i mean it's got a little bit more of the, the pop feel or whatever but again uh i'm trying to remember if it was this one or the the other i think it was this one but she also had the quality of her voice kind of like draws me in mm-hmm. in a good way um yeah so kiki palmer um she well, she's been acting a long time, so like she's she's currently still acting as well. Um, so more recently, she was in the Jordan Peele movie. Nope. And that's I still have yet to see that. It's on my list to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that might so. be that's probably the most recent thing. Like I saw her, like at least advertisements, you know, for that movie that I've seen her name pop up at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like she she's been doing her acting thing way back since Akila and the B. She was Akila, like the little girl in the spell. No B. way. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie way yeah. back when. It's mm-hmm. a good movie. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that was her and now Akila is a mom now. She recently had a baby and everything. Oh, but okay. the thing about Kiki Congratulations, Palmer is Kiki. Like, yeah, go ahead, Kiki, do your thing. But the thing about Kiki Palmer, like she's been doing R and B music and pop music for a very long time. In, in between acting and everything, but her music never really took off. And I have some thoughts about it, but it also relates to another person who has a song on this on this list. And I think Kiki was also struggling with that same issue that the other person had as well. I will say it's just in my opinion, it's it's it, it wasn't like anything groundbreaking. Oh no, not at all. But it's still it a was, good song. It was, but- oh, it's still a good song. Don't get me. It's, I didn't not like any of these songs. Double yeah. negative there. I liked all of the songs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just a little bit. I, I feel like this is going to make it sound worse than it is, but I can't think of another way to put it. A little bit cookie cutter in a, in a sense. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely cookie cutter. The main thing I do appreciate about, appreciate about the song is she didn't use a lot of autotune because she really can That's sing. true. That's um, true. You definitely could tell that too, that it's, it's her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, she definitely has a good quality of voice that, like I said at the beginning, drew me in and wanted me to keep listening. But then just as I was listening, I was like, that's eh, nothing like I said, another too groundbreaking, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this song came out this year. So it's actually a new oh, song. Oh, really? Now, what's one thing I was curious is if, if, again, like I said before, a lot of these kind of seem like they might be like kind of one off, kind of dip your toes in and they're not like fully committing to the music. So it's interesting that she's apparently been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but again just in the industry and then she just trying to find a style and then with the floodgates open in the music industry is really hard to stand out so i mean and truth be told pressure she's getting more more of the bag acting compared to doing music but she always always had a passion with um music and stuff so even on her ig like she'll just bust out and do like an acapella song out of nowhere just be singing and stuff so i hope that she continues to make music and that she can kind of really find her own unique sound, voice, style, whatever you want to call it. I think she does have some some good qualities that I would like to see expanded on and kind of fleshed out. You know, maybe she could be the next true double threat if she really stuck to it. But also you just said she had a baby, so I'm sure that she's going to be taking some time away to deal with some family things, which is fair. But Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of triple threats, let's talk about Tenacious D. Tributes. Oh man. <laughs> so I've been a Jack Black fan most of my life, I would say. Way back in I want to say it was the nineties, but it could have been early two thousands. There's a movie he was in, Shallow Howl, with him and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. May may not have mm-hmm. seen it. That was the first movie I remember seeing him in, and like ever since then I've just anything he's in, I've loved. His band, it's him and another guy, Kyle uh Gas. Gage, I don't know why I'm blanking on that at the moment, but Kyle is definitely his first name, um, mm-hmm. or KG, and their band Tenacious D, they actually came out with a movie in like 2004, 2005 called Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny that was like a, a fantastical telling of their like coming together, forming a band or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and of course that was, I was already a huge fan of Jack Black, the movie is hilarious, as a band, they're, they're definitely more of like, there's, there's a lot of 
comedic elements within the songs just across the board. But you can also tell, I mean, if you don't know already, Jack Black is just an incredible singer, like truly, really talented, can really belt out a note and like harness deep, deep lung power to just like (laughs) do some good metal um, singing, screaming type stuff. And then his partner, Kyle, is a really, really good guitarist. So that was the introduction, my introduction to them as a band. And of course, after that, being a youngster with my friends, you know, LimeWire and Napster and all that, went and uh-huh. found all their other music. <laughs> and this was one of the songs that has always been one of my favorites because just of the subject matter, it's a tribute to the greatest song in the world that they randomly played because they were hitchhiking down a road and a demon like challenged them to play the greatest song in the world or he was going to eat their souls. But they can't remember because it was in the moment. Now that they're in the booth recording, they can't remember that song. So instead, they're mm-hmm. just playing a tribute to that song. And it's it's so cheeky. It's it's so like on brand for them as a band. And it's, it's not necessarily the most... I don't know, it doesn't like show or demonstrate their skills as much as other songs did. But this is definitely whenever I think of Tenacious D and like kind of what they stand for as a band. This is always like the, one of the first songs that pops in my head. Yeah, I definitely recognize Jack Black's voice. Um, I didn't know about the other guy. Um, but yeah, that's that's dope. <laughs> uh, I, n- I never saw that movie, though. I, I vaguely remember that movie, but around that time, I wasn't really checking for rock like that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed the song. I enjoyed the um, like the story that it was telling and how the fact they even like acknowledged the fact. It was like, yeah, the tribute. Matter of fact, it didn't even sound anything like this song. <laughs> but this is just a tribute. Like I can't remember how it went, but it was great. <laughs> So yeah, just just take my word for it. <laughs> um. Okay. Since since you want to talk about Kiki Palmer, I'm going to talk about the other one that, in my mind, these two kind of went went together. Maybe not mm-hmm. for you, but they did for me. And that was "Too Much" by Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Okay. Um, this was another one where, like, okay, so I know the name Tiffany. H- I can't remember. Is she like a comedian, an actor? Where mm-hmm. I don't know where I've seen that name before. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I didn't Google it, even though this was one of the ones that was like driving me crazy because I was like, I know I know this name. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was probably one of my least favorites on mm-hmm. on your picks, just because for a lot of the same reasons that I brought up, you know, quote unquote negatives, I brought up for the Kiki Palmer song. It's a lot more poppy than R&B-ish than, than Kiki Palmer's, but it's very cookie cutter. Her voice yeah. is good, but... It's also like auto-tuned a little bit more to kind of hit that like poppy party type feel. Um, didn't mm-hmm. really move me a whole lot, but I will say the beat on that song, despite it being like a pop song, I, despite myself, I couldn't it's, help but it's like catchy, it. It's catchy, right? It is catchy. <laughs> just, just, the, just the beat, the production alone. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely made it pleasurable to listen to every time it popped up as I was listening to this playlist over and over. Um yeah. Yeah, so Tiffany Haddish is a comedian, first and foremost, who re- uh, who got into acting. Um, she was brought into acting through Kevin Hart, actually. So Kevin oh. Hart kind of kind of discovered her a little bit, and then you know she's been doing her thing ever since. She was um, um, she kind of blew up after that movie Girl Strip uh, with like Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith and all of them. She doesn't really do music. I just happened to find a song. I was. Okay, so I don't even know how. Okay, so th- this is what what had happened was. Okay, <clears throat> what had happened was right. So I was, for some reason, I went on a what's the name dude's name? Uh, Jason Mraz. Mm-hmm. I, I I went out a rabbit hole with him. Um, 
I don't even know how. I just, oh, Jason Mraz. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember his name. Was just like seeing what kind of new music he had out. And then he had a song featuring Tiffany Haddish. I was like, what? Jason Mraz featuring Tiffany Haddish. So I listened to that song. I'd have put that one on this one um, because that one's far worse than this one. Uh, So so I put it on there. It's a good song. It has a meaning to it. It's nice. It's uplifting. But she, and I'm using air quotes, raps on that song. And it's not not great. Um, So then I was just like, Tiffany Haddish doing music now? Um, So then I found this song too much. And for the exact reasons that you mentioned, the beat got me. The song itself is, you know, it's whatever. It's it's a pregame song or whatever. Yeah, you know? that's a good and way to put it. Yeah, but I, I just thought it was just funny because a lot of people may not even know that Tiffany Haddish dropped the song. And, and she has a very unique voice anyway, just her speaking voice and her cadence and everything else. And then for her to try to sing and do the autotune and rap song talky, whatever. I just thought it would be funny to put this on this list. <laughs> it was definitely a pick that like caught me a little by surprise. Cause again, like mm-hmm. my first, and whenever the beat first came on, I was like, okay, okay. I'm digging it. What's this about? And then she starts singing and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's not like by any means the worst song I've ever heard. Like it's still mm-hmm. a good song, but l- like you said, it's a good like pregame song. You kind of have bumping in the background, get people kind of, you know, hyped up without actually listening to it. It's not really exactly. a song you want to just sit down and like deeply like go line by line and like really, it's no. not a thinker at all. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. It's just, you put this song, you're getting ready to go out or do you already like, you know, pull it up or whatever. It's definitely one of them kind of songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, while we're in the in the um, category of comedians, let's talk about Adam Sandler, Much Lady Land. <laughs> Have you heard this before? I put it on the playlist. Have you heard any of his his comedic music? I heard. Okay, so here's the thing: I was forced to listen to some of his stuff back in the day by some, I want to say friends, I would say classmates or associates or whoever, that thought this was the most funniest shit on the earth. And I was like, hey, okay. Um, so, but I don't remember this song in particular. Uh, I remember, they're all going to laugh at you. I remember hearing that over and over and over again. That was like the little thing that they kept doing over and over and over again that like killed it. Um, but then I listened to Lunch Lady Land. And um, did it reinforce your your past experiences, or was it a different experience this time? Oh, it um, I was triggered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which part triggered you exactly? All of it. All of it's it. Just yeah. So it's, so here's the thing. I have a love hate relationship with Adam Sandler. Same thing with Will Ferrell. Um, it's just it's either a hit or it's a complete and utter miss with them two and this one for me i mean maybe because i'm a little bit older or it's just something like i can deal with the water boy and all of that but it's just uh it no i, I hated this one i'm sorry i hated this so much. okay <laughs> uh like the first the first time i listened to it i had a chuckle and then upon re-listening i could not hit the skip button fast enough <laughs> Okay. In all fairness, I also (laughs) skipped it most of my playthroughs of this playlist. 
Um, okay, so like you, I had several friends as a, as a young lad that really, really loved. I mean, I, I do love Adam Sandler as an actor. Like all of his like '90s or 2000s movies are like huge parts of my childhood. His comedic albums, though, were definitely not like near the top of my must listen. Love this list. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was saying, I had a bunch of friends who did like him, or at least his, you know, his music a little bit more than me. And I also kind of experienced. I don't necessarily remember specific songs, but I do remember some of the some of the songs or like parts from the songs being like kind of overplayed and kind of driven into the ground by classmates and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this was the one song I remember as a kid that just for some reason tickled me pink whenever I was little. Um, maybe it might be because I had, I believe, a lunch lady, maybe even a couple lunch ladies that definitely, which I'm sure most people probably did. That's why the song is kind of relatable or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely was like as a, you know, nine, 10 year old, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that could be my lunch lady he's talking about. Oh, and yeah. And then really the only part that like I still despite how much older I am and what I would like to think mature that I've gotten <laughs> whenever he comes in and he's like, slap it, Joe, a slap, a slap it, Joe. I can't help the few times I did actually listen to it. I was like the one part I was like singing along to. It's such a dumb song about the food attacking the lunch lady in lunch lady land. And the sloppy Joe comes and, and saves her. And then they end up getting married or whatever. That was my least favorite part of the song when I try to like because like you know getting ready for the, the recording today I was like let me okay let me give it one more playthrough all the way through I and skipped then, it today yeah and like I I, I try to give it its due diligence and I get the premise of it I guess what what kills me with this is like okay everybody knows comedy is subjective everything ain't ain't, ain't for everybody that yeah. being said for me if you're breaking while recording or you trying to deliver a line. I mean, if you're going to commit to the bit, you got to commit to the bit. So when he's yeah. like, sloppy Joe, slop- <laughs> sloppy Joe, I'm just like, okay, no, you have too much fun with it. So like that kind of, <laughs> that took me out of it for me. So like yeah. there's some people that can break and then you kind of can, you know, join them in on the laughter. But that one, I was just like, dude, I literally like popped my eyes out of my head and rolled my eyes so hard and like just threw them out the window because I just couldn't, I couldn't do this. <laughs> that That one. That one, yeah. yeah this was definitely was more bad. of a nostalgia pick, but yeah. I think probably because the the quality of the music is just not that great. Most people probably have forgotten, yeah, or or maybe even in some cases like yourself until this podcast episode have forced yourself to forget. But he yes, had 100%. comedic albums. Um, totally just focus on him as an actor. Yep. So, yeah, this was definitely, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie about it. This is a nostalgia pick. Uh, this is definitely yeah. not something that is routinely on my playlist today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to have to work to make sure that it, it doesn't pop up from time to time now that I've been listening to it for the last week, I mean, two weeks. I mean, look, I mean, you're, you're amongst friends, you know, between me and the audience, you ain't got to lie. You know, if you got this on repeat all day long and you go to sleep with it on, you know, it's okay. It's all right. I I, I definitely don't. But look, I don't think any less of you, man. It's okay. I even went through the album that this one's off of. I even went through painfully, I might add, and listened to pretty much all the other songs to see if maybe there was a better song that Mm -hmm. I just like hadn't remembered from back in the day. This is, in my opinion, at least, I think the best one of the album. Which oh, again, after everything we just said, says a lot. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was tough. <laughs> that was yeah. a tough listen. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, you know, most I, I picked this one for nostalgia and because it really fit the theme of like actors that have made music that like are definitely more known for their acting. Because like I said, I don't think hardly anybody remembers these albums that he made. <laughs> For yes, somewhat yeah. good reason. Exactly. I think it should be buried out there with those <laughs> ET video games like in the desert somewhere. Uh, speaking of actors that I know you absolutely love, let's talk about 30 Seconds to Mars. Uh, I was, I was going to do that one next, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so it's not like I'm like a hater on 30 Seconds to Mars or anything. They're just, I don't know. I've not, To be fair, I've not went and listened to like their discography or i'm not like sat and like listen to like a whole album it's just whenever they like really got big in like the mid to late 2000s um i heard them everywhere and they kind of got mentally put in the basket of like overplayed bands like nickelback and like some other groups that i was just like i don't want to hear you anymore stop and then you know with with uh jared jared leto leto thank you i was like on that you know with him getting into acting and everything definitely made me just like to my shame, because especially with some of the like really good songs we have on here, I kind of filed him away as, oh, he's just, you know, he's a, he's a singer trying to get, or technically he was an actor first. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that until much later on that he was, that, that was the case. But I was like, you know, he's a singer trying to break into acting or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. He's obviously, you know, he got his millions in, in music and now, now he's trying to do something else because it's not that great. That was like younger me's thought process, right? Mm-hmm. This song in particular, Hell to the Victor, I've not listened to 30 Seconds to Mars in years. And I had all this, all the baggage I was just talking about mentally coming into this. This is a good song, bro. This is a good song. And I didn't check really. I don't, I think only like this one and another one of your songs actually saw or like check to see if there was music videos for the music. video. I don't know if you've seen the music video for for this one, but it's, it like cuts out and like it, basically it was just like a bunch of shots of him like touring around the world. But then it cuts out in the middle with like people saying like, what's my dream. And like, and then at the end it comes in with like people talking about how like this band is just, you know, they're all about people pursuing what, what they're passionate about and being who they are. And like, I don't, I didn't necessarily like just listening to the song. I didn't necessarily get that. Like that was the, the theme of the song per se, but it definitely was kind of cool to just see like, one, of course, you know, as he's playing all over the all over the world or whatnot, all the thousands of fans and stadiums and whatnot. But then also people coming out and like tearfully talking about like what the band means to them and like how it's allowed them the passion to chase what they want to do and stuff was really, really awesome. So I got to at least give it to him that, you know, even though I filed him away, he has apparently or, you know, them as a band have apparently really impacted some people. Mm-hmm. This song is just like a solid rock. Uh, I, I mean, I can't lie. Jerry Leto is a good singer. All the other musicians are, are pretty solid musicians from what I can tell. It's not like, you know, super crazy rock with like people are like shredding on the guitar, or some crazy drum solos or like that. But I mean, you know, it's, it's nice, decent, high quality rock music. Yeah, man, I, I dug it more than I thought I would coming into it. You know what? I am pleasantly surprised. I was actually prepared for you to shit all over that, <laughs> but uh, no, I but was like- prepared too. <laughs> I was, I, like before I even listened, I was like, "This is gonna be one." I want to be roasting him on the episode for this one, but I can't even. I can't even lie, man. I, this was this was one of the, my favorite ones on the on your picks. I think. Okay, it was up there. Yeah, yeah. We just need him to stay away from Joker because that's one one miss for sure when he was trying oh. to be the Joker and uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, that laugh. Ah, 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 ah. 
Nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> that yeah, I didn't realize though for years, just going back to what I was saying, where he was an actor first. I think his mm-hmm. like first big acting role, and this was the movie again because I didn't see this until I was like much older, reasonably so. But Requiem for a Dream, if you ever mm-hmm. seen that movie, definitely a movie you only see once and mm-hmm. then file away. It's like I never want to watch that again. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh he's had an interesting acting career and. I think probably, yeah, I think most people probably because of like, uh, we don't need to get into it, but the shenanigans that kind of surrounded his Joker and all that stuff, like it's definitely, I just remember seeing like a lot of like news articles and stuff like that and how he's like just, you know, a, a much more eccentric, I think is a good word, personality. Um, yeah. What, if you, if you know, stop your head, what year did this like song slash album, is this like a newer uh, one or is this kind of older? I don't even know if they're still, are they still like making music like today? Uh, I think that one was their most recent album, but like, I think this came out in 2018. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, Hail to the Victor isn't like the main song off the album. It's like definitely like in the middle, kind of, but to me, I think it's the best song off the album. But they even got like ASAP Rocky on there and they got Halsey on there too. So, I mean, yeah, so they're doing their thing, but. Yeah, I, I, I like that song a lot more. Once I heard that song, I was like, yeah, this is going in my rotation. All right, it's definitely one that's going to mine. Oh, yeah, good, good. Finally converted you over to a Jared Leto fan. My mission has been complete. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I'd say fan of him completely, but this song yeah. at least. <laughs> Absolutely. Adam Sandler and Jared Leto is yeah. in your rotation <laughs> forever. <laughs> All right. Hope All right, not. well. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of other actors as well, uh, let's go down. Let's talk about Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Uh, we wish him and his family the best, and apparently he is recovering. I was about to say, I saw, I looked it up. I don't know if it was yesterday morning or the day before, but again, what's being reported is he he is recovering. Um, the doctors are still kind of keeping him just to make sure he's all checked out and in the clear and everything. Probably yeah. be some time, but... Continue, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, you know I've known of Jamie Foxx for pretty much my entire life, um, and I've remembered him from way back in the day when he. I want to say his first major role was on In Living Color, the improv so. show on um, on Fox back in the day. Um, that's my that's that's my whole childhood essentially. Um, and he, you know he would do little singing bits here and there, but I never really took him seriously as a singer. And then eventually when he got his own sitcom, he was singing a lot more on there. And then he dropped his first album that kind of flopped. And then he kind of gave up on music for a little bit. And then uh, all of a sudden he was like, you know what? I'm going to jump back into the game. And then he really did his thing. Now, on this song in particular, I didn't hear it until you submitted it. I mean, because I heard like his first, maybe his first two albums. And then after that, I kind of just kind of checked out a little bit. Um, But I dug this song. Um, sorry, I probably should say this song. Uh, you Changed Me, featuring Chris Brown, Jamie Foxx. Um, I like this song. It's pretty dope. Good pick. So while picking this song, or like, well, because well, I, you know, we were talking, I, once the news kind of broke about Jamie Foxx and his recent health issues, you know, being the stroke or whatever it was, I, at that moment, I was like, I gotta, now I gotta pick Jamie Foxx. Like, and he's, he's an artist that, like, I, I knew he made music, but for me, he was, like, like he featured on, like, you know, Gold Digger with Kanye, and mm-hmm. he was in that, uh, I think it was T-Pain, the, like, club alcohol song that I can't mm-hmm. remember the name yeah. of. Blame it on the... Uh, 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 yeah, uh, blame uh, it on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also so- the Georgia song with Ludacris and uh, Fiamma. Georgia? Oh, yeah, Georgia. yeah, yeah. Well, he played uh, Ray Charles in uh, mm-hmm. his like, Ray- biopic, um, which I think is where that song came from, or at least was around that same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really went back and listened to like his, his albums, partly because, and I know you're planning to correct this at some point, but I'm not like super well knowledgeable uh, in depth with R&B in general. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a genre just at large. I'm not like, I've dipped my toes in here and there, but I've not really like submerged myself in that. Um, so I had to go back and listen to a, a a bunch of his songs to try and find one that like I really did like. And a lot of them I got to admit are like, especially like you said from his early album that kind of flopped. It's very like generic R and B like, Oh, I want to sex you up, baby. Like that type of dumb stuff that like, I don't necessarily <laughs> like, I mean, that can be good. Like this song is basically that same thing, I guess, thematically, but the singing and then Chris Brown comes in and adds his own little, you know, twist to it or whatever. Um, mm. Yeah, this was definitely listening through all that. There was a few others that I almost picked, but this one just for some reason was just like, I don't know, man, it's, it was a vibe for me as I was listening to it. So I just kind of chose this one I, almost kind of randomly between like the, like three or four other song picks I had, like kind of narrowed it down to. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, this was one that I watched a music video just cause it was my pick. Um, and it's it's kind of funny to me just because I'm so used to him as an actor. Like whenever he's in the music video, I just see like Jamie Foxx, the actor. And it, yeah. it's almost like a dissonance between like, oh, this is actually him singing and he's mm-hmm. in the music video, you know, doing his his part or whatever. I will say uh, when we compiled the list, you did strategically put this after Lunch Lady. So yes. I, I thank you so much for the palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause I, I kind of knew tough. going in Lunch Lady Land would be a rough, it would be a, a road bump, speed bump, so to speak. So yeah, I kind of wanted to put something a little, a little nicer after that. Um, you're welcome, by the way. Okay, this was one radio company is the group Sounds mm-hmm. of Someday. This was one I had to keep myself from googling. Oh, good. I'm excited though. Because I had no idea Radio Company is like a generic like company that sells radios name to, to me. Like whenever I heard it, I was like, Radio Company? Like what is that? I have no idea who this is. The singing is like almost hauntingly like just whoever is the singer. I don't know if it's the singer or one of the other musicians that's going to be the actor you're about to tell me. But mm-hmm. um, even though the lyrics are somewhat repetitive i i really mm-hmm. dug this song just again because of the quality of the singing mm-hmm. um that like i'm not like super musically like traditionally musically inclined so i don't know what like the tone is it's like a baritone or like a bassy mm-hmm. or what, what, i don't know what the tone would be called but i would say kind of like a tenor tenor mm-hmm. singing baritone voice or whatever whatever it is that he's the singer has just it was really hard. Like, this is one of those songs I was definitely, like, belting out along with if I had it, like, yes. in the car. It's, like, at the top of my lungs, like, trying to hit that low note as I'm, as I'm singing it. Dude, this is, like, the one song I can per- I can perfectly harmonize with. Oh, man. <laughs> Without a- they kind of falsetto. But, okay, cool. So, this one I actually thought you actually knew. Um, so, now I'm excited. This is awesome. Okay. So, similar to Tenacious D, this is an actor and his friend. His friend, unlike you suggested, his friend is um, the guitarist, but also does a little bit of the backing vocals as well. The lead singer, who I'm so excited, the lead singer of radio, lead or co-singer, because his partner doesn't sing as well, is Supernatural Song, Jensen Eccles. 
aka the boys. Soldier no Boy. way, dude. That's just that's just oh, an now that you say that. Yes. Oh my god, it is his voice. <laughs> yep. I can hear that. That's oh, Jensen Ackles. Man. That dude can sing his ass okay. off, man. That yeah, is crazy. He can. So, like, and that and this song is off the first album, I think. His first album that they think they have like three, and they actually dropped a new one recently. But oh, I had to dude. I had to go back to this one. Cause like this is the one that gets me, especially that last note at the end. Dude, it killed yeah. me. And every time I was like, repeat, repeat, repeat. Repeat, <laughs> but yeah, that's Jason Eccles, aka uh, Dean from uh, was it Dean from um, Supernatural? I the name. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch Supernatural back in the day, but not like just sporadically. I couldn't tell you for sure which character he was, but definitely Soldier Boy from The Boys as his most yes. recent, I think, role that he was. Mm-hmm. He could probably be known for. Dude, I had yeah. no idea. If you had given me twenty guesses, I don't think he would have been one of them. But now that you say it, oh my god, it makes so much. It, it, yeah, like it's so clearly his voice. Once I like picture his face with the song, I'm like, yeah, that makes so much sense, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this brings me joy. He is a, oh man. So he has. Well, I gotta go back and listen. Um, you said he had like three or four albums out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so um, him and his buddy out in Texas, whatever they they they'll get together and jam out and rock out or whatever. And um, yeah, they both make some phenomenal music. And it's I wouldn't say it's country per se. I guess they I, I guess it's a genre called Americana. I don't know what that is, but but it's definitely it don't it, it's like okay. I'm uh, j- just like you. I'm not a connoisseur of country music, so people out there, forgive me if I'm misfiring here. But the kind of country I'm willing to listen to is this kind, not the going down a dirt road and got my got my beer and I got my truck. Like I don't want to hear that shit every time. This to me, this is acoustically sounding, gravitas like. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's just that good. It's, it's still I can see why people would would put it in country because you know it's talking yeah. about like the whole idea of like going home and mm-hmm. and you know what that means to you is definitely like a theme you see in country music a lot. But mm-hmm. it's it's definitely yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's definitely different enough. I do know Americana is a genre, I believe. I, mean, I, I think mm-hmm. that's right. Um, that's another one I've really not. I, I think that's kind of like almost like a subgenre, maybe. I don't know. That's I think something so. we might need to look into. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. I would, I, I'm not only would I not mind listening to more of this, I'm 100% planning to go listen to more of this after <laughs> this episode. This is one of the groups where I was like, I gotta like listen to some more of their stuff, see if it's if this was like just their best song or if, there, if the other songs are, you know, up it's there solid. near this one as quality. So uh, that's oh, super yeah. exciting to me, dude. And also, just I love him as an mm-hmm. actor. Um, Again, I wasn't like a huge fan of Supernatural, but both of the leads from Supernatural, I always enjoyed like their dynamic that they had as characters and, and how they played off each other. I always thought he was a great actor in that. And then again, of course, in the latest season of The Boys, he blew me away personally with his um, Soldier Boy role. All right. Speaking of somebody else that I know, um, but I did not know that she was a singer. Um, Haley Steinfeld, Coast with Anderson Park. Um, so... I wasn't really checking for Haley Steinfeld like that, but if I'm not mistaken, I think she was in Hawkeye, and she yeah. is now the new Hawkeye, replacing I think Hawkeye. So. Yeah, um, because I believe that's comics. Right. So that's all I knew of her. I had no idea she was a singer, and this song was a bop. 
I love the song. The song is about. Great. Um, I've been a fan of her since. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like 20, 2010, 2009, maybe. Um, the Western True Grit, or it was a remake of an old Western, but True Grit. She okay. plays the little girl in that. And like, oh, dude, I she, that was her. she killed it in that movie. Uh, yeah. so I've, I've been a fan of hers ever since then. This song in particular, I kind of stumbled across maybe two or so years ago now, whenever I first discovered Anderson, Anderson Pot, Pat, or you say his name. Um, mm-hmm. So whenever I first discovered him, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of like, oh, what all has he been in? Because he was just, he, he has a very unique voice, but he also produces a lot of stuff that, you know, has kind of his own signature style sound to it, I feel like. So I kind of went mm-hmm. down a rabbit hole and just ended up somewhere along the way stumbling across this song. I'll admit, again, you know, she's definitely more of like a poppy singer, which isn't necessarily my jam all the time. So that's why I picked this song, just because this is obviously my favorite with Anderson Pat coming in. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, she's a surprisingly good singer. Um, yeah. And like you said, this song is a bop. Like the, the mix between her singing and Anderson coming in are just like, it's, it's a good mashup. Absolutely. And like this song makes me want to go back to the beach like right now. <laughs> like specifically you know the pch because i haven't been to california in many years but um i just want to go back to the beach and just have the song on repeat and just like have a whole moment with the song playing in the background like it just it's, a, it's a good it's a pretty good beach vacation song like you use yeah. definitely one like summer days with the windows down you're driving along a coast somewhere type music right i feel like or even just mm-hmm. like you said it's like pulling up to the beach just putting in some earbuds and just basking in the sun it's a good Good vibe. It's good vibes yeah. all around. But yeah, man, I'm glad you liked that one. That was mm-hmm. one I was kind of like, I figured you would like it just because Anderson Pack, but again, you and me, I think in, in general, are super big on the poppy stuff, but she definitely brings it in this one. And I, I did listen to some of her other stuff since then, and then again, while I was like listening or trying to select a song for this podcast, this one was definitely one I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick this one. Let me just give some of her other songs a few listens, you know, to see. Um, mm-hmm. She's She definitely could be... I mean, she's not, I don't think, like, you know, best in the world level or anything like that. But she definitely could be a successful singer if she only wanted to do that, I feel like, and just kind of okay. leave acting behind. So who knows? Maybe okay. in the future she might mash up with some more cool people that will kind of drag me back to listen to her music again yeah. and more of her stuff in the future. All right. I'm going to save my favorite song, kind of spoiling it for you, but not for everyone else. So I'm going to go with, for my next pick, Stronger Than Ever by Riley Ritchie. Okay. Okay. Um, this was one you may think I that this one would surprise me, but I am actually well aware that this is Grey Worm from Game of Thrones. You smart mother. Okay. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, I had I had listened to him a few of his songs. I don't even remember. Not too too long ago, but sometime back. It's definitely like an alternate hip hop style sound almost um, mm-hmm. with like his, just his, his cadence, I guess, and his flow and like the, the type of beats he's on and whatnot. But I, I'm definitely here for it. Um, how did, well, tell me, how did you come across this? How did you find this guy? So um, I think, how did I, okay. Of course, you know, I was watching game of Thrones and I think I watched some little um, like featurette or something or whatever. And I think he mentioned something about me, do, like him acting and doing music and whatever else. Um, because spoiler alert, if you ever watched Game of Thrones, I think I saw this feature in our interview or whatever after his character 
was killed on the show. Um, so I think he mentioned something. He was like, well, you know, you never know. I may come back, may not come back, but, you know, being cheeky about it. But then he was like, yeah, but I can go back and do music or whatever. So I was like, oh, he did music? I'm bored. I'm going to take a look. So, and it was off the album. Uh, I think it's called You're a Man Now, Boy. Uh, so I gave it a listen, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like, dude can really sing, and he got some flow. And I like the production because um, I went through a phase of trip hop. So I enjoyed the trip hop sound. As well as like you know the British style of you know singing and stuff or whatever, so I definitely enjoyed the album. He has some; he's still doing music. I think he did something as late as twenty twenty, mm. uh, but this album in particular and this song in particular was like one of my jams that I have in constant rotation because it's just something about the energy with it. Just the fact you know, it's, you know, pick yourself up and you know, lyrically, it's be... got a great message. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's pretty like. Uh, powerful it's a pretty yeah. powerful message in a sense i guess Absolutely. um that was definitely like like you said i, I definitely enjoyed the the production and his, his british style of singing slash rapping <laughs> but mm-hmm. definitely the thing that like stood out to me listening through this was was the like theme or meaning behind the words um mm-hmm. it's really good like uplifting like you know i'm gonna get knocked down but i'll get back up stronger than ever which mm-hmm. is like uh, everyone needs that at different points in their life. Like they need to be reminded of that. Like, you know, you can be knocked down, but it's how you get back up that matters. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I just, along with that message, you feel that, that journey through the music. Cause it starts off one way and then it just, the music swells and you feel like you're like on that epic journey, the epic quest to, regain yourself in that process so oh, it swells I, and then at the very end it goes into where he actually has like a, a vulnerable moment too which i really mm-hmm. love where he's like i just i don't want to be on the road i just want to be home i want to see my mom and my family i just want to relax i don't want to be stressed mm-hmm. out all the time but i'm chasing mm-hmm. whatever i'm going after instead and you know mm-hmm. that's tough but no matter what happens i'm gonna keep keep getting back up keep going after it it's it's a powerful song man a lot yeah. of meaning there a lot, a lot of good stuff that's good that's good yeah, yeah. Um, like and most people didn't know Grey Worm, <laughs> you know, actually got vocals. <laughs> so that's really yeah. Dope. Well, similar to you, I think just a random like YouTube video where someone talked about it, talked about mm-hmm. like it was a random like video about Game of Thrones because like whenever that show was coming out, I was like one of their biggest fans for the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, like anything Game of Thrones related on YouTube, I would like just inhale basically. This is a this is a pretty good pick. And I think okay. this was the only hip hop. Well, I guess Anderson Pack on the Coast song is kind of hip hoppy, but well, you know, you got you know your favorite rapper Tiffany Haddish. You know, she did a little uh... something. <laughs> that girl. <laughs> really, really stretching the line there by saying my favorite hip hop. <laughs> Well, this is like oh, the only like sh- true like straight up hip hop song on the list, which I think is notable comp- comparing our pretty much all of our other episodes that are very hip hop centric. But if like yeah. kind of branched off a lot for this one, which is just wanted to point that out. Well, no, no. Spoiler alert. I think your other picks are actually more hip hop than this one. That's OK. I was wondering if you were going to if you were going to go for that. But there's definitely an argument to be made for that. But yeah. I guess you're about to introduce so I think that's my, I think we're up to my last ones, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Um, oh, so. these, we're going to, are we going to do just my pick or we're we just going to, are we going to talk about both of these together? We're going to talk about them both together. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah, do both yeah. together. 
All right, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Lonely Island. Lonely I love Island. these dudes. I love, I love these, these dudes. dudes too. These were definitely a huge part of my like middle school, early high school years. Um, yeah. They've definitely made music like beyond that year time frame of my life. But like the albums they had during that time was like definitely the ones I like cherish in my heart still. Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll save my pick and talk about it. And then you'll, because whenever I introduced this, we were talking about it. Like whenever oh, we were yeah. compiling this playlist and you were like, oh man, yeah, I love Lonely Island. I got to add my own pick just so we can talk about it. And I was, thought that was a great idea. Yeah. So, so what, what, what had happened was we were trying to figure out artists and you were struggling to, to, to fill out your, your portion of the list. And, and you were just like, uh, can I put the Lonely Island on there? I was like, fuck <laughs> why did i not think about it because i was like of all people i was like damn it i could have put them in there and he was like nope i got it now because i was gonna <laughs> yeah the evil laugh and everything because i was about to kick jared leto's ass off this list and then put put my pick on there and he was like nope i got a pick I was like, dang it so i said fuck it i'm putting my my song on there too because i i have a favorite song by them that i listen to and repeat like unlike adam sandler to me I can listen to Lonely Island on repeat because yeah. it's good, good quality. The humor resonates with me a lot more and I can listen to the humor and the song and they take the song very seriously. Like, you know, like they're in the mode. They're not breaking and doing stupid shit. Like, I no, they definitely commit to the bit. They commit. Sure. They um, commit to the bit. And I mean, and they have like full on music videos made like, yes. Uh, the cameos. Of course, Andy Samberg. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, especially like people around my age might not, necessarily consider like whenever you say Andy Sandberg might not think of him as an actor before they think of Lonely Island but mm-hmm. he's been in of course Hot Brooklyn Rod. Nine-Nine Hot Rod um, like he's been in a lot of comedy movies but he's also been in oh there's this like drama where it's like a time loop movie like Palm Springs or something like that a couple of years back that he really good movie nailed it in that um so like as times went on he's definitely kind of in my opinion made a name for himself as like a solid actor both comedically and like i said the, the few times i've seen him not being a comedic role he's done a really good job in that as well but similar to like jamie fox that i go back through or Haley seinfeld i like go back through and like listen but not because i was trying to like find which one i liked it was trying to decide which one do i like the most and even mm-hmm. then i it's literally any given day of the week that changes like in the moment when i picked this one i was like this is it and then like literally the next day i was like but should i pick this other song but mm-hmm. i was gonna go say the song i picked was boombox featuring julian casablancas who is the lead singer from the strokes uh, okay i was gonna ask you who the hell is that person i had yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. who they were so okay. he comes in with like the uh, he comes in with some singing bits like him and andy samberg kind of jump back and forth on the singing bits <laughs> Yeah, okay, because like when I, of course, when I listen to the song, it's funny, it's crazy as hell. But uh, when I listen to uh, Julian's vocals, especially towards the end, I was like, is this a rocker that's doing a pop bit in the song? It is, 100% and, and, it is. Okay, all right, so, okay, all right, that's what I was wondering. Because I was like, and, and this is what I refrained from Googling, because I was like, I have to know who this person is. So, and okay. and it, it works so well. And man, I gotta say, after listening to this song several times the last few weeks, just 
boy, I'll guess. Yes. Dude, me too. Me too. I'll just be, I'll be somewhere, not even remotely food related and just not even the song, no actual line from the song, just that bit will pop in my head. It's, the whole song, like you said, is, is funny, wild craziness. Like the boom box is bringing people together, but also making old people break down and have sex with each other in the, in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the, every single group, that he goes through is having boiled goose for lunch. Geez. And yeah. it's just like, what? Why boiled goose? And it like, it definitely sticks out, but like, it's also in the song, like not, I mean, I know he repeats it, but it's like not necessarily like extra attention. Isn't drawn to it beyond it being repeated in every verse. Yeah. Just, that, that bit just at the very least always makes me smile. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. It also makes me disgusted because here's the thing. I like to gross. cook. And I'm just oh, like, just the thought of just boiled goose. I'm just like, it, like, it just looks like, like, I don't even know what a boiled goose looks like. I just picture like the most pale, bland looking piece of meat ever just put on the on the table. Like, here you go. We're rich and we have all the money in the world, but we want the most bland, tasteless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to get a good visual representation, you should watch the music video for that. But I will say... As I was both listening to the song and I watched the video a couple times, they cut out one of the verses in the video. The verse where they are going to like the the office with all the guys that are like doing a business meeting or whatever. That's not in the music video for some reason, uh, which makes me sad. But lame. they do show the boiled goose in every mm. verse. Like it's like pointed out to or whatever. Um, <laughs> and it looks just as gross as it sounds. Just as unpleasant. Um yeah, well, what was your? Go ahead. And let's talk about your Lonely Island pick. Okay, so this one, when I heard it for the first time, I I was like, "This is my shit." The fact being that Lonely Island got Hugh Jackman and Kristen Wiig to sing on this pop R and B hip hop influence song, and Hugh Jackman sounds phenomenal. I didn't even know he sing, and like then I was like, and people was like, "Yeah, you know he's." This Lave Miserable or whatever or something. Yeah, that was like his first, like, that was the first time I think most people kind of knew he could sing, but. I just knew Wolverine. So I'm just like, oh, Wolverine <laughs> is singing too. now? And that's that's too, all I knew. <laughs> so, but but just the, the premise of the song, just the fact, like, around that time, I'm not even sure if it's still a fashion thing because I'm not out there like that, but, like, girls are just walking out with just one titty hanging out. And, like, that was the fashion statement. And that's the whole song. And then. Chris DeWig had to flip it up at the end and just. <laughs> Why well, is it always so it the like, girls with the team? What about what about the boys? What do you want? <gasps> oh, I'm so them, embarrassed. <laughs> it's so dumb. I'm so, I'm so humiliated. Like, have you heard this? Yeah. Have you heard that one before or in a while? No, least? I was about to say this was one that I had not heard because I think this was what? one of their the, more. Those are the recent ones, I think. It was one of the more recent ones. albums. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was like right around the time or like I, I like kind of stopped listening to them. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now that I'm looking at the album, there's a few of these songs um, that I do remember, like Three Way, The Golden Rule featuring Justin Timberlake, um, mm-hmm. The Compliments featuring Too Short. Like there's, there's definitely some songs in there, but I didn't like listen to the whole album. So this mm-hmm. was definitely one that, yeah, this one caught me a little by surprise. <laughs> when I saw and that, I definitely I was, was like, like, the first time I was listening to it, I was dying laughing dude like i was in my car on the way to work and like literally teared up a little bit i was laughing so hard <laughs> i freaking love that song man like that's another one like between 
um, what's the name? Sounds of Sunday, and you got the look. Like I, I had those on repeat, and then Coast as well. I, I, I had those on repeat a lot. But uh, yeah, girl, you got the look. You got the look. <laughs> just hear, just hear Hugh Jackman singing about a chick yeah. having one titty out, it's, one titty out, one titty out. <laughs> it's great, in the most ridiculous way. It's like uh, it's so on brand for them too. It's mwah, yeah. chef kiss. Yes, perfect, perfect. <sighs> All right, and I guess the grand reveal <laughs> for everybody <laughs> is uh, your your pick. My, I think this might surprise you. It might, it might be a little bit surprising for you. This was my favorite song. Like, wow. By a good margin, I would say, wow. of your picks. Just because, dude, this song is so powerful in its mm-hmm. meaning. And literally, before I even got done listening to it the first time, the song had me. Well, actually, I should say the song. It's Black Woman by mm-hmm. Danielle Brooks. Um, I was listening to it again on the way to work. It was the first time I was like listening to this playlist, and this one's near the top. And like, but before I even got like halfway through, I think it was like the second time the verse comes up, it had me singing, "I'm a black woman." <laughs> like I was like belting it out, dude. <laughs> like it's so good. It's so so good, man. Like. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, man. I wish you had a dash cam for that moment. <laughs> see you sing that moment. Sing, I'm a black woman. And like, just. It's super powerful. I forget what song you were talking about. I think it was whenever we were talking about Sounds of Someday, but you used the mm-hmm. word gravitas. Mm-hmm. That is such a perfect word for this, man. This song has this like. You know, it's like you you want my thighs, you want my stride, but not this melanin. You you want my hair, but you don't care for my complexion. Like that's just that alone is like such a powerful thing. And then it's you know the everything else she's talking about in the song is just like again, it's it's so meaningful. Like I played this for my coworker who's a black woman, and even yeah. she was like, like I like kind of like she had to like take a second to like compose herself afterwards. Like that's a good song. And I'm mm-hmm. like, right? And then, of course, I'm going to laugh and be like, no, imagine me singing. I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, just literally on, like, the powerfulness of the theme and, like, what she's talking about, combined with her just, like, belting it out. Like, mm-hmm. tremendous singing, I thought. But, yeah, this was this was definitely, I think, my favorite. Now, I will say this was someone I have no idea who the hell Danielle Brooks is. Okay. Not a clue. Good, yeah, because I was just about to ask you that. So, have you ever heard of the uh, Orange Is the New Black? Yeah, I never that really show. watched it. My roommate loved that show, but I never really got into it. Okay, well, tell your roommate Tasty is a black woman. Uh, okay. So that's so, so that's the character she played on that show, Tasty. Uh, that, that that was her uh, nickname. So she's a, 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 a phenomenal actress in that. And more recently, she was in um, Peacemaker. On HBO, uh, HBO Max. Uh, she was the lead, the lead uh, actress in there. Who she turned out to be a slight spoiler for Peacemaker. Um, she played Amanda Waller's daughter. Okay, so this was one of the two that I watched the video. This was the other one I watched the video for, and I mm-hmm. did as I was looking, like watching her, because it's just like her 
in a bathtub, which the video is kind of powerful too, because mm-hmm. it like cuts between her in a bathtub and then like her, mm-hmm. she's got she's like got tears running in her face as she's singing, which really adds to the again the gravitas and it's like the meaning behind it. But mm-hmm. I, I was definitely sitting there like she looks familiar, mm-hmm. but the name didn't ring any bells. And I've definitely seen Peacemaker. Um, mm-hmm. Love that show. John Cena yes. kills it in that. If he yep. makes music, he yep. he might have been a good pick for this. But off topic on that. Um, Okay, now that you say yeah. that, yeah, I'm thinking back, and yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, I definitely remember her now, or her character at least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she, so she was the 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 main that main spy out of water character dealing with peacemaker and trying to reel them all in or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, circling back to the Kiki Palmer to- topic, this is what I was alluding to earlier in the show. Um, when it comes to the industry, and and when it comes to a lot of things in social standards and stuff colorism is a thing <clears throat> especially in the especially in different cultures but more so in music so you will see a lot of fair-skinned r&b artists be more successful compared to more darker skin r&b artists so i think that also contributes again this is just my opinion you can throw it you know feel free to comment you know shoot i mean shoot your hate my way it's fine but I think that's where Kiki Palmer struggled as well because you got the, you know, the Beyonce's and all of them doing it, you know, and Beyonce to me, again, I'm about to say some controversial. She's a great singer. Is she the best singer? Eh, but she's a great singer. Pretty but, good rapper. Yeah. Better rapper than singer. <laughs> uh, third war true all day. But I just, uh, but the, the subject matter and, and black woman, it struck me because I, you know, working in retail and you see all the different beauty products and all the different things that people, you know, are craving or whatever is the quote unquote trend. I'm just like, so y'all doing lip injections? Now y'all trying to get booties now? Now you want eyelashes? I'm like, there's some people that already got that, but, you know, and then she literally says it in the verse of the song. Like, you want this piece, you want that part, you want that, but you don't want. You don't want the whole thing. Yeah. Man, again, that's just. As as a a white guy who grew up kind of sheltered, I didn't necessarily have a ton of interactions with with a whole lot of different cultures and races growing up. I've definitely tried to make it a point in my life as an adult to like try and get the perspectives and like see like the struggles and what people that aren't from my background and, and of my race, what, what kind of issues they have to deal with or what they go through. And this was definitely like because I do have a lot of, a lot of black friends that, you know, I've, I've kind of been keyed into some of the, the issues that were talked about in the song, but like, this was just like a real kind of almost eye opener moment for me where I was like, yeah, that makes so Cause you, like you just said, you do see people like, you know, big butts, long, you know, long eyelashes, braids, all this other stuff. Like it's just mm-hmm. picking and choosing bits you like, and then just like trying basically discarding the rest. And like, that's so demeaning, I guess. I don't, I don't know. If, if that's necessarily the right word, but oh, oh no, the the right word is is fucked up. <laughs> that's what yeah, it is. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, and then not even just that. She also talks about how, like, I think in the second verse, how you know she never saw a leading lady look like me. Like that's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's so pertinent today with like just recently with the Little Mermaid remake you know, people getting up in arms about it. And it's like, man, people that like aren't white for the longest time did not have a lot of representation in media. And like that, 
people don't realize, especially white people that grew up with their own multitudes of representation, you don't realize what that like does to you mentally, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's just man, it's again, it's just so pertinent, so still like on topic today. I don't know exactly when this song came out, if it's like super recent or not. Um, I, know, I think it's like a one-off thing. Like she just kind of just dropped this song out of nowhere. This is back in 2019 when she dropped this. So I haven't really heard her do any other music per se. I know she is um, going to be starring in the new Curl- the Color Purple movie that's in production oh. now. So, and I think it's going to be musical, but it's like a remake of that movie that's coming okay, up with okay. her and a couple other singers as well. Um, but yeah, just to piggyback on everything you said, man, it's, again, I obviously, you know, being a black person, um, I, you know, witness a lot of these different things. Obviously, I'm not a black woman, except for when I sing this song, I'm a black woman. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, my day to day, I don't identify as, as that. But, um, you know, talking about, um, reaching out to different cultures and stuff it's shocking to me that even in other cultures colorisms you know melanin is a whole thing so it's just it's it's really mind-blowing kind of sad too man like can we just all just like accept people for who they are right like everyone has like great things man you just take them take them as they are as a whole package Exactly. Exactly. All sales are indeed final. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Brandon. Uh, let's talk about some uh, recommendations you want to lead the listeners with today. So my off-topic recommendation today is a group that I have been a fan of since I first listened to them or first like found their like I guess debut album in like 2013, I think 2013, 2014. Um, Churches, and that's spelled the instead of a U, it's C H V R C H E S. Just a I guess indie, like kind of. I don't really know what. Help me out here. What what genre would you classify them as? I would probably put them as alt indie. Alt so indie, yeah. That's, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If I had to put them into a box, that is yeah. what I kind of put them into. Um, the singer, she has a pretty stellar voice in my opinion i can listen to her sing all day she's they've also got a few different songs or like videos on youtube where they've like covered different different groups and other and different groups of songs um she just like absolutely kills it also a little bit about me i had a huge crush on her for for a long time i thought she was like super cute still think okay. she's super cute but like i not necessarily have a crush on her anymore um <laughs> But yeah, they have, I think, like, you know, four or five different albums. They've been steadily making music over the years. Yeah, man, there's a lot of good songs that range from, like, stuff that kind of has, you know, kind of like Black Woman. It's got some meaning behind it, you know, really kind of tackling some, like, issues and stuff. But then also just some straight-up bops. It's just, like, you just kind of jam out to with your, you know, turn the knob all the way up on your car and you're speeding down the highway or whatever. It's, like, good good songs for that, too. So, uh, for my off-topic recommendation, uh... It is random. Very off topic. Very off topic, but I enjoyed it. Um, so uh, at the time of recording, uh, the new Street Fighter Six is on its way out um, or coming out soon. So right now they got like the beta and stuff out, but they released the theme track, the theme songs for the characters. And it's like 18 tracks for the soundtrack. And I freaking love the music. The music is phenomenal. Dude, okay. I got to admit, I've, I've never been... I know you're definitely more when it comes to video games. You're you're kind of the fighter type game person. Mm-hmm. I've never really been yeah. into those as much. I've definitely never really been a, a Street Fighter fan, dude. I was listening to these just like a little bit last night, and and then finished it this morning. That that, that playlist that you sent me, um, 
man, some of those songs just go so hard, bro. For no reason. Like right? for it to be for it to be <laughs> just no vocals, just eight bit techno like sounds for a lot of them. Like, yeah, just for no reason. I would like literally stop and be like, all right, which character like literally I think it's like the second or third, but like the Lily theme was like the first one that made me be like, okay, what which characters I need to like kind of make a note. Which character is this? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely goes hard. Um, as someone who, again, wouldn't necessarily like listen to it or like seek this stuff out, was very pleasantly surprised. This isn't your old classic, you know, no, Button no, Masters, no. Uh, yeah. Street Fighter 2 level. They got like like some K pop influence, some hip hop influence, um, like some rock moments in there from time to time, depending on the character. And it just really, like, I honestly, like, I'm probably going to end up getting the game just for the soundtrack. And like, I'm not even, like, I'm more of a Mortal Kombat dude, but. Just for the soundtrack alone, I might end up just. I really, I feel like I can't, can't stress this. The production is just so tight on Mm -hmm. every song I listen to, man. It's just like, like, like you said, you know, it is. It it definitely still has the like. I know I said like eight bit sound or whatever. It's definitely like you can tell that's it's. uh, It's an homage to 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 homage. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Um, But it's undoubtedly like literally out of the gate, first two three notes, you're like, oh, this is not like old super mario brothers remake like no this is a modern production that mm. like you said they add a ton of different influences and it just meshes so well dude like i don't i don't know how how else to say it besides just the production is just like top notch on all of oh, it yeah. how, they, how they brought it all together and like combine that the homage to the the older style sounds with all of that it's just like I was, I was, mm-hmm. whenever you first sent it, I was, I was a little apprehensive. I was like, okay, video game music, I'm sure it'll be like decent, but no, it, it several of them, like I said, kind of blew me away with how, how it was all produced and, and wrapped up together in a, in a nice like package, I guess. Oh yeah. I mean, 808s galore, like, come on now. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> log on Ken and Ryu with that thump. What, what you talking about? <laughs> so, but anywho, uh, definitely uh, check those out. Check out Churches. Check out Street Fighter. Check out the playlist um, for this episode on YouTube, as well as on our website, uh, afterlistenpod.com. And feel free to rate, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.